Dead man. Dead man walking. We got a dead man walking here. Hello, and welcome to the final episode of the Dead Man Walking podcast series that goes alongside everything that we've been talking about at Christ Community Church. Hopefully you've enjoyed all of the discussion and the interviews, and I know it's coming to an end quickly, um, but I think this last interview is one that'll stick with you for a long time. I know it definitely did for me. I'm going to introduce uh, my last interview and... um, explain what had happened with our recording. We we tried recording several times and had some um, technology issues related to phones and calls dropping. So we'll pick up our discussion with this interview um, almost at the very beginning, except it left out the introduction. So let me introduce um, this person to you. Um, it's a very personal um, interview as it is with a very close friend of mine who I've known for 20 years. Um, Detective Wes Singleton is someone who I got to hang out with all the way back in high school. Uh, we had what we would call the Summer of Wes. We we were kind of left behind while others were at uh, Governor Scholar, so we hung out all summer. Um, we hung out throughout you know college and um, got to know each other, you know, very closely. Um, he's a he's a strong man of faith. Um, he's married and has children. Um, and Wes, a few years ago, had something um, terrible happen. Um, I was at work one day, and I saw on the news that a Shively police detective was shot. Um, knowing that my friend Wes was a Shively police detective, um, it sent chills up my spine, and I pretty much stopped working to try to figure out if Wes was involved and, and how he was doing. Um, as it turns out, he was the officer who was shot. Um, so we will start this interview um, after he explained what happened to him. Um, but I'm going to insert a clip here that is a news clip that talks about um, essentially what happened to give you a little bit of perspective on the case. From there, we will go into how he started to deal with the things that came with recovery, um, the mental process, the physical process, and how he leaned on scripture, how he leaned on Christ um, to get through those moments. So hopefully you enjoy this last episode of Dead Man Walking. Thanks, John. We have new information tonight on the man police say shot a Shively officer. WLKY's Annalisa Gale joins us live now with more on this story. Steve, flowers, cards, and food have been dropped off at the Shively Police Department as police people in the community express their sympathy for Officer Wes Singleton, who was shot while serving a warrant. The suspect, who was shot after opening fire and striking Singleton, is in serious condition. Meanwhile, Officer Singleton is expected to make a full recovery. I just know there's a lot of traffic comes in and out over there. A broken door now hangs in front of the house where police say Kenneth Probus started shooting at officers around 11 Friday morning while they were there to serve a narcotic search warrant. Four of those bullets struck Detective Wes Singleton's lower body. The officers responded. 
uh, fired back. Probus, who was also wounded, is expected to face criminal charges. It's sad, you know, that somebody would disrespect a, uh, the law like that. A woman who neighbors say lives at the house appeared in front of a judge on Saturday morning. You're on the docket today. You're charged with trafficking in a controlled substance. And it looks like it's methamphetamine. Loretta Harris pleaded not guilty to that charge. She was released on her own recognizance and placed on home incarceration. She was not charged in connection to the shooting. Friday was not the first time neighbor Beverly Newworth has seen officers surrounding the house in the 4100 block. Maybe like six months ago, um, we seen the SWAT team come in and they were like over in my yard and in the backyards and everything. Well wishes continue to pour into the Shively Police Department with local law enforcement agencies dedicating kind words on social media. The Bardstown Police Department, who lost officer Jason Ellis in 2013, said, quote, We at BPD wish a speedy recovery to Officer Wes Singleton and to his family and the men and women of the Shively Police Department. Jeffrey Hag delivered his message in person. And I came here to tell him that I'm praying for Officer Singleton and if there's anything I can do to help him. LMPD's Public Integrity Unit is investigating as standard procedure. 31-year-old officer Wes Singleton is an undercover detective, husband, and father. I'm Annalisa Gale, WLKY News. Hello? There we go. The great power of editing will allow this to look like this never happened. <laughs> <laughs> So, do, you, do you want me to kind of start over where we let where we uh, started last time, or what do you? How do you want? Okay. All right. I think I'm ready. All right. Go for it. So during that time, um, I relied heavily on uh, just just reading through the scripture, um, just spent a lot of time in prayer, and uh, I realized that you know as Christians we're not called to live a life full of trouble or a life uh, free um, of um, affliction or free of um, hardships and and even though you know most people probably won't be in the exact same situation that I was in um, everybody at some point in their life is is going to experience you know pain and hardship and uh, and doubt and all of those things um, and so you know Romans chapter 5 was was big um, in my life and uh, I, I stayed in in the Psalms a lot because the Psalms are just so good um, as far as um, just pouring out, you know, the, the writers just pouring out their emotions. It's very real and very honest. But as you go through Scripture, um, you see all throughout Scripture that that um, that the process of sanctification, the process of um, becoming more like Christ, is often through hardships and difficulties. And and you can see that um, all the way back from, you know, from uh, you know Joseph and and everything that he went through, and then. Of course, the book of Job, and, and you read through that, and, and throughout all of Job's um, difficulties, you know, he, he didn't sin. And, uh, you know, Job made the statement, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Um, and so when you go, when you, when you come up to Romans, you realize that, um, that the pain that you're going through, you know, the difficulty that you're going through is, is not for nothing. And, and that it, it is working. It is producing something. Um, it's, it's producing a character. It's producing sanctification. Um, and it's, it's difficult to exult in our tribulations, as Paul says. That's not an easy thing to do. And, and I, I don't think that I'm there yet, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but I, I can look back and I can see 
um, I can see the Lord working in my life and working in the lives of other people um, using that. And, 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 you know, on this side of heaven, we'll never fully understand, you know, all of the pain that we go through and the suffering that we go through and the, the meaning of all of it. Sometimes the Lord allows us to, to get a glimpse at, at some of the things that he's doing behind the scenes, but sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just, we, we won't know. And, um, and, and that's difficult. Um, but Paul says in Second Corinthians 4, um, he, he calls it a momentary light affliction. Right. Is, is what he calls um, the struggles of this world. And, and, and at the time, it doesn't seem like a momentary light affliction. Um, but at the same time, when you compare it to, to the weight of all of eternity, uh, it, it puts it into perspective. And, and, you know, the Lord uses these, these afflictions in our life to build us up. How um, much? So of, that's, that's, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so how much of what you're able to verbalize right now, like what you're saying right now, it's, it's a very mature statement. It's a, it's a very, um, first of all, it's inspiring to know that, you know, someone who experienced what you did in, in, in your, you know, in your statement, you said, you know, hopefully no, no one else will experience kind of what I did because it's. It's nothing you would want someone else to go through. Um, but you're able to say this very composed. And, and how much of this has been, okay, it's a it's a hindsight is 2020 versus in the moment it was very difficult. Like have between when things happen and as you're kind of coming out of it and you're rehabbing and you're getting back into your job and all of these things and you're kind of rebuilding the, this, this life again, um, more and more things are kind of, understood that man if this didn't happen you know this has produced something new in me like has this been a slow progression or do you feel like it was a pretty aha moment uh you know there were days there were days where i i felt like god was working in my life and then there were there were days where i just felt abandoned mm. and um man that's just i just think that's part of it um, you see that throughout Psalms as well. You know, sometimes the Psalm writers will say, you know, how, how long, O Lord, will you hide your face from me? And, um, all of these, these really raw emotional things. And then in the next sentence, they'll say something like, um, but yet I will still praise you. And, and you know, it's just, it's this, it's this constant, uh, battle between, um, just what we're feeling and, and putting our faith in Christ. And, um, what I found is, you know, think to the Lord's prayer. And, you know, Jesus asks uh, for our daily bread and he doesn't ask for enough, enough bread for the week or for the month mm-hmm. or for the year, or, you know, provisions for retirement. He's just, uh, he's just asking for daily bread. And so as believers, sometimes we just have to live in the day. Uh, remember tomorrow we'll have enough troubles of its own. We just have to um, ask the Lord for, for new mercies every day. And in my experience, the Lord has provided um, that, you know, just day by day, just small mercies that just got me through mm. and, uh, coming in the form of, of people speaking into my life or, you know, an unexpected, uh, note or letter from someone just telling me they were praying for me. Um, you know, th- those things, um, can be very impactful. Um, but yeah, it was, no, I don't know that there was just, uh, just a moment of epiphany, but, um, you know, as a believer, as a you know, it's kind of like um, when when Jesus turned to Peter and said, 
you know, are you going to lead me too? And he said, Lord, where are we going to go? Where else will we go? And, you know, as a believer, yeah, we're, we're hurting and, and, you know, we're going through difficulties, but our faith is in Christ. You know, Lord, where else will we go? This is, you are all I have. Yeah. Where you have, you have no choice but to trust. And the, the fortunate thing is we're trusting in a God who has never failed. And so that's, that's where we can find that, that hope and that sense of peace despite the chaos. Yeah, no. And I mean, it's, you know, probably one of my, probably one of the most impactful verses um, that, that kind of got me through that time was Second um, Corinthians um, 12, um, verses 8 and 9. So, you know, Paul's writing and he's talking about, he doesn't tell us what it is, but he tells us he, he has this, what he calls a thorn in the flesh, something that's afflicting him. Uh, we don't know if that's um, criticism or if it's a physical ailment or um, just someone in his life that's bringing him down. We don't know what that is, but he calls it this thorn in his flesh. And he says, concerning this, I implored, uh, I implored the Lord three times that it might leave me. And he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Um, and that was just so impactful for me that, that God's power is the most perfected in us when we're at our weakest. And I think most experienced believers will tell you that when they look back on their life, they were closest to the Lord during the times when they were the weakest. Mm. And uh, I think that's a common theme that I've seen um, among believers. So for those who are are struggling or um, who have yet to struggle but will at some point in their life, um, I guess I would just want them to know that, that, uh, you know, Scripture um, does encourage us in this and that the Lord um, is with us during these trials. No, I think that's a that's a great point. And so now, you, you know, here you are today, um, you know, you're back in your role, um, you're back in um, the law enforcement world. I mean, not that you ever totally left, but you had to take some time away for recovery. Um, you also have your life outside of law enforcement, you know, with your family and, and friends and uh, your, your faith community that you're a part of. Um, so I'm curious, you know, how has this God-given hope that, you and I have, um, how does that play into your, your everyday now? You know, it's one thing to have that, that help you get through a difficult time. Like you said, that's when people sometimes feel like they're the closest. How do you make sure that that doesn't go away? You know, how do you not lose sight of, lose sight of that when things start going good? How do you maintain that sense of God given peace and God given hope? Yeah. I mean, this is something that I think about a lot. Um, I, I think one of the things, to do is, um, you know, when you see, when you see the Lord, um, work in your life, um, when you see him bring you through something, I think that that needs to be memorialized in some way. I think about when, um, do you remember when, um, Joshua, um, crossed, I think it was the Jordan and he had, he had, um, each of the tribes take a stone and, and make like this monument so that their children would see those stones and remember um, what the Lord had done for them. Um, and so I think in our lives, it's important to, whether that's, you know, writing it down in a journal or, um, you know, being faithful to, sh- to you know, tell other people what, what God's done in your life. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we all get caught up in the day-to-day, and it's it's a constant battle um, to remember, you know, when the next trial comes, it's 
sometimes it's difficult to remember what the Lord did for you in the, in the previous trial and in the previous hardship and how you were able to get through that. And, um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's difficult, but I think finding a way to try to memorialize it and remember it and tell your children about it so that they can see, um, the goodness of God and, um, and what it's done in your life. But no, I think that's I think, huge. You know, you make a huge point is that the retelling of it keeps it fresh for you. Yeah. Yep. And so that that's kind of where it leads to to my last question for you is, you know, you say so you tell your t- children about you tell others um, and it doesn't always have to be specifically that singular instance, because we have several throughout our life that several storms, several afflictions, several battles that we all endure. You know, some are more poignant or um, maybe more climactic and bigger than others. Um, but how are you? Just, you know, to kind of close up, how are you able to take the things that have happened in your life, um, not just the the one we've talked about, but just in general, um, how do you take that and, and how do you share that? Are you able to share that in your job? Like, are you able to share your faith in your job, in your current role? Um, I, I have. Um, I, I've, you know, had conversations with many of the officers that I work with, and um, I, I think that that event was at least in the short run, impactful um, for a lot of those guys as well. Um, just seeing a fellow officer injured. And I, I think, I definitely think that it was impactful for, for a lot of the guys that I was with. Um, and yeah. So I have, um, I have had conversations with, with coworkers. And um, one of the things that, that uh, I was really thankful for was kind of after that, one of the things that we did was um, the, the narcotics officers um, when we would do a search warrant, uh, they would kind of let me lead them in, in a prayer before the search warrant. Um, and in fact, there was like one or two times where I would, I forgot about it. You know, I'm getting ready and getting all my stuff on, getting all my gear on. And, and someone said, Hey Wes, you, you ready to lead us in prayer? So, uh, it was really cool to see, and, you know, the, the police culture is not, you know, it's a very, uh, paramilitaristic culture. You know, it's not, it's, it's not a, uh, it's not, it's not a, uh, culture that you would think would really lend itself to prayer, but, um, I was really thankful to have that opportunity. So, yeah, I mean, um, I have um, obviously spoken to uh, to people at work about my experiences and other people and tried to just explain to them, um, you know, what the Lord's done in my life and um, how um, and had and also have had the opportunity to speak with other police officers who have been involved in either shootings or um, other, you know, difficult situations. Um, so in, in, in small ways, I've seen the Lord, um, I think use my experience, hopefully maybe in some way to, to, um, be a witness to others. But I think also just to, to, like I said, just the process of sanctification, just, uh, making me realize that, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter how, how much you pour into your job or your career or how much money you save or whatever it is that you're putting your faith in. Um, all of that, you know, relationships, family, all of that can just be taken away um, in in just a split second. And so, um, it's a it's just a gut check moment of what are we putting our faith in? You know, what are we putting our hope in? Um, because ultimately, anything apart from Christ is is uh, fallible, and it it can fade away just um, with one incident. You know, one car accident, one cancer diagnosis, one. Um, one job termination, whatever it may be. Uh, And that's just, I think, just a a stark reminder for me as well. 
Yeah, and it's one of those reminders that, you know, while those things are out there, while those possibilities exist, um, we can't. We also can't dwell on the when and if that this could happen again because that also keeps us from the missions that are in front of us every day. And so, I, I, you know, I call back to your, your statement about, you know, giving us our daily bread to live in that moment and live in that the time that we have right now because – there are people out there who are fearful of what you just said, you know, a cancer diagnosis. The cancer diagnosis may never come. So living in fear just hinders us from our opportunities in that moment in the day and to to really take the blessings that God has given us and to really do something with it. And uh, so I really appreciate um, your insights and your time this uh, this afternoon. Um, I know you're you're a busy guy and got a lot going on, but it means a lot to me and to all the people who are going to be uh, listening to this podcast. So, you know, I appreciate you sharing, you know, how, you know, God's hope got you through some difficult times and continues to get you through um, all all the times here on out. And, um, you know, just appreciate the perspective that you're able to to give our listeners. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You know, I, my advice would just be to uh, just stay in the word and stay in prayer and surround yourself with um, people who can speak, you know, truth into your life. No, absolutely. That, that is great stuff. And, and, you know, not to, not to put the heavy weight on your shoulders, but this is actually the last episode of the, of the mini series. But I think that's a great message to leave people with as we move into the next series that, that our church will be going through. Um, but just to not, to not sit and, and, you know, let things just happen and pass by, but to be active and get involved. And I feel like this is a great, great message to, to finish off this idea of, um, you know, sanctification, growing, staying in God's word and and using just this little podcast mini series just as one of many different things to supplement our our opportunity for growth and learning. You know, be, there's nothing that can um, replace actually opening um, God's word and, and reading the Bible and and allowing him to speak to us and being able to have that direct relationship in our in our prayer life and, and things like that. But hopefully little things like this can help keep people's mind focused on the on the task at hand despite all the distractions that are around us so uh with that Wes thank you so much for for closing out our series so uh, even though you had no idea that's what this was thanks so I, I it means a lot to me for you to yeah do this no problem man I hope it's you know maybe useful to somebody it's one of those things right just let God do with it what yeah, he's gonna do exactly well thanks for thinking of me man I appreciate so. it